You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 137 of A Life in Ruins podcast. Reinvestigate the careers of those living a life in ruins. I did that wrong. <laughs> yeah, you did. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> it was like all one word. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to redo that again. Uh, just leave, damn it. See, this is where I'd say like, Rachel edited it out, but you're right here. Um <laughs> And you know we're going to leave all this in, so... Uh, I know. <laughs> Welcome to episode... God damn it. Welcome to episode 137 of A Life in Ruins podcast, where we investigate the careers of those living a life in ruins. I'm your host, Carlton Govert. I am joined by my co-hosts, David Howe and Connor Johnnan. It is that time of the year. Ladies, gentlemen, Apache he- attack... He- helicopters apache attack helicopters that's the word <laughs> it is our annual performance review by our archaeology podcast network overlords wrangler of, of archaeology podcast network monkeys i meant to say life in ruins this is the adderall that i recently got prescribed that i'm still <laughs> coping with right now and that's where all this nightmare is coming from um it is Chris Webster <laughs> and Rachel Roden. You two, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I'm really happy that we've kind of continued this tradition of having at least one of you present. Chris, you've been here all four years at this point, right? Yep. And yeah, Rachel, so. this is your second time. You missed the first and third, mm-hmm. uh, but now now yep. we're back. So with that being said, Rachel, since we haven't seen you in quite some time, how have you been <laughs> uh, in 2022? I'm pretty good. I mean, just doing my thing, editing some podcasts here and there, <laughs> doing some archaeology, but more tangentially to archaeology rather than actual archaeology. So that's that's my thing. That's what I'm doing. Good stuff. Well, awesome. And what about you, uh, Chris? How have you been? Well, you know, my workload just continues to increase. In the first one minute and 15 <laughs> seconds of this show, I counted at least 15 edits I got to do. So <laughs> unless, unless Rachel does them. So yeah, uh, we kind of no, switch otherwise. off. You never know which of us is going <laughs> to edit the, the show. So, yeah. you know, aside um, from that, it's been uh, it's been a, a busy, busy year as usual. Where are you guys at right now? So we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's where Rachel's family is from. And I can let her tell you a little bit about where we're at. Yeah. I mean, I just grew up here and my family also lives here. And since we live in an RV and we can go anywhere we want, whenever we want, because we also work remotely and, you know, just need internet, which was actually kind of difficult for the last couple of weeks. But now we're in a pretty yeah. good situation. We can just be here for the holidays every year and I get to play with my nieces and nephew and it's super fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. How long have you guys been doing the RV gig at this point? It's two and a half years at this point. We started in June of 2020 with our mm-hmm. first RV, and now we're on our second RV and uh, mm-hmm. halfway through our third year. So, yep. Cool. It was kind of pandemic related, but it was sort of like the circumstances just sort of came together because I had I left my full time job literally like three weeks before the pandemic started. When I decided to leave my job, like all we knew was that people were getting sick in China. And that was that. Yeah. But then the world shut down and I had already quit my job, which would have become remote, which would have been amazing. I probably would have stayed at my job, but that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) We hit the road. We bought that RV that just worked out for us. and, And I think it was the right decision for sure to do this instead. Yeah. 
Yeah, for so when sure. Did, when, We've been... when you guys get the bigger one, because I know you kind of had like a this is Mach 2 or version 2 of the... Hey, you guys have a mansion. Well, it's... <laughs> and David, you've seen it. You saw the first one that we had. And, yeah, and this one is actually... My house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the new one we got just this last September, and it's actually 10 inches shorter than the first one, but... Mm-hmm. So it's 35 feet and like four inches or five inches or something. But it's it's much bigger inside because, uh, you know, if you've ever seen a class A RV, it's got slides. Well, the slides in the living room go out like an extra foot and a half on both sides. And we've got two slides in the back versus one slide. So that allows us to have in a shorter space that allows us to have a king size bed in the back and a washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've got more space, all the more space, all the comforts of home. And this one's a 2022 as well. So it's got the updated like technology and, and all that stuff. So it's a. Uh, it's fancier than our car. So that's, you know, <laughs> not really saying a whole lot. We have a Ford C-Max at the moment. Hopefully that'll change yeah, soon. But the, yeah, the car's not amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the yeah. reasons we upgraded because we we moved to a diesel. So we've got a 10,000 pound towing capacity as, as opposed to five now. So now we can get something yeah. a little bigger. Yeah. We yeah. really want something we can go off road. Yeah. Well, so the cool thing about diesel is it's so cheap right now. It's yeah. Oh, Jesus. It is better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we switched out RVs from a gas RV right when gas started getting down to $3 less. and less. Yeah. I'm like, come yep. on. But yeah. the gas mileage is way better. So, yeah. Yeah, we we're yeah. getting almost eight nine hundred out of a eight nine hundred miles, almost a thousand miles out of a tank of gas, and that's a hundred gallons. Mm-hmm. So wow. it's still yeah. only about ten to maybe twelve miles to the gallon, depending on what altitude we're at. But it's better than the six or seven we were getting with the other RV. <laughs> yeah, you can have which sounds gallons? great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a hundred gallons. Yeah. That's wild. I get thirty. Yeah, or I think I think it's like forty, maybe forty gallon yep. tank in your in your bus. Yeah, like put it this way, from Cheyenne to Laramie, I had to fill up. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it doesn't work well. Um, I also just want to say for the record, I got a Zoom invite today saying that we had a performance <laughs> review, and I was like, oh, that's weird. We never had one of those. So I logged in, ready to do it. And then Connor was like, we're on Zencaster. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Why easier to easier to do, I guess. And then I hopped on and we're recording a three-segment episode. Nice, took a painkiller, so uh, prescribed one. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a fun <laughs> surprise. That would be Chris's dumb scheduling system thing with his calendar. It sends out a Zoom <laughs> invite whether you like it or not. I just need to be smarter. (laughs) I think the moral of the story. We did have a conversation with David under, he might have been under the influence of some sort of painkiller, but we did have a conversation (laughs) where we established that this was going to be the thing we do every year. Apparently I told the nurse my name was Timothy, so (laughs) anything was possible. (laughs) Nice, nice. I I do, I like doing these. I I appreciate it. And it makes me actually Mm -hmm. want to... I don't know about do it on a podcast episode because you guys have kind of the only show that this is appropriate to have an episode about for, uh, you know, that's it. It just fits. But I, I it makes me want to do this type of interaction with uh, with all the podcast hosts at least once a year, you know, just to just to check in because I mean, there's with all this being virtual, there's there's hosts, of course, that I've never met. Um, I've been working with them for a long time and I've never met them. And so the only time we get to interact is on, you know, random Slack conversations. But normally it's just like audio comes in, we process it and kick it back out. And and that's pretty much it. You know, we don't have to talk to anybody, but it would be nice to have that FaceTime, I guess, a little bit and uh, keep that going. Are you guys going to SAAs this spring? 
you know, it's not in the cards for us right now. Uh, it's not in the works. And if uh, anybody listening to this happened to hear an episode of the Sierra Mark podcast in the last couple of months, we had something about professional organizations. And I kind of went on a rant. Bill White did, too. We're, we're kind of getting a little bit disenfranchised with the whole with the big the big organizations it's fun to go see people don't get me wrong you know it's fun to go there and and hang out but that's almost literally all they're providing you and for the thousands of dollars it takes to get there i feel like we could do better and we can do something else which is why we're trying to try to kick something up on the apn and culturo side of things and you know make it a little more meaningful if i want to go meet up with a bunch of people we live in an rv we'll just travel around the country and meet people but (laughs) yeah so the short answer to that is no i don't think we are um and uh, and I don't know if we're going to be going to one in the foreseeable future. We were going to go to Lisbon, too, uh, for SHAs, but just kind of backed out on that for other plants. It just it just didn't seem logistically worth it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't make it worth it. So, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Not to bring it down, Carlton. <laughs> yeah. it. No, I mean, <laughs> it's been be well documented. I think it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you got professor money, right? You get you get paid to go over and do that stuff. So I don't I don't wanna, I, do. I don't want to hear it. I do. That is true. Where I'm is it at next year? Uh, Portland. Uh, Portland. I'm going to dye my oh, hair yeah. blue and knock some statues over. <laughs> really excited. Are we talking about SHAs or SAAs? SAAs in Portland. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to figure yeah, out what no. block we're going to take over. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Fair enough. But kind of moving this back into a, to a archaeology and podcast related kind of topic. And for those that have listened to these reviews before, you know that we actually don't get into much archaeological literature or anything here. We really just kind of talk about like really an annual performance review of like what has the APN been doing this past year? How has A Life in Ruins been doing this past year? Uh, But the APN has seen some new podcasts come to the network. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Who have you guys brought into to the fold? Yes. So this year... I think there's, I think there's two new ones and one reboot. If I'm not mistaken, I, I have to think about it. But one of the ones was, I think that was this year. Um, Flipside, I think she started at the beginning of the year, and and her name is Leah Tilly, who who hosts that. She actually started the podcast and then had some health issues of her own and had to kind of bail on it for a few months, and then she's slowly coming back to it. But she her podcast when she really gets it going again, she's only a few episodes in and it's monthly, but it's supposed to be looking at events in history and then talking to people about what we don't know about those events in history, right? That's kind of where it is. The the flip side of the event, if you will, that's where she gets the name. So taking the stuff that we really know and, and kind of looking underneath that and, and digging into it a little bit. And then there's Tea Break Time Travel uh, by Matilda Siebrecht, who is also our MC, if you will, for the Cultural Share events, which we may talk about later. But she's helping set those up and ran our first one back in November. But she also runs a podcast called the Tea Break Time Travel. And I can't remember where her Instagram is, but her Instagram started from that. I think it's called Tea Break Archaeology, if I'm not mistaken. But she started that and does like this weekly uh, Instagram reel kind of thing. Archaeologist teacup. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, because David was a guest on her uh, on her show on one of the episodes. Yeah. And I told her at the end of it, too. She Well, in the beginning, she said she was nervous because she'd only done a few. But like she was a wonderful interviewer, like asked good yeah. questions, stayed on topic. Like it was one of my favorite that I've done. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I like I like her show too. She's she's very conversational. She's very comfortable. She doesn't seem nervous. You know, some people while they may be nervous, they they like act nervous, <laughs> and she doesn't <laughs> seem nervous, and it, it doesn't come through the show. So, uh, and she's got experience enough to to have a dialogue about most things. So. So she's, I think I just posted her episode seven, which will be out uh, as we're recording this. It'll be out in like a week and a half. But as you're listening to this, it's already out. Her episodes are monthly as well. And then we rebooted the Pseudo Archaeology podcast. It's been on hiatus for about four or five years now. It was started originally Mm -hmm. by Sarah Head, who has the Archaeology Fantasies persona online. And Sarah, the Archaeology Fantasies podcast, all about Pseudo Archaeology, was one of the first three... I see. We we rest- we started with four podcasts when we started the APN a little over eight years ago, and it was four four shows. And archaeological fantasies was one of the shows. Eventually, she wanted to take her brand in other directions, and she took her show off the APN. But as per our agreement, we left the feed live and changed the name so she could take the name with her because that was her brand. And Dr. Andrew Kinkella, who is a host of the Sierra Mark podcast, took over the feed and has now put out. I think. I think probably close to 10 episodes at this point. Um, and yeah. it's just him right now. He's got a lot to say and he's doing, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat shorter episodes, still three segment format, but it's just, it's him talking about pseudo-archaeology. Yeah. His show is fun because he'll do like an episode of a, a personal experience that he's had with something kind of pseudo related. And then he'll do like a deep dive researched episode about something in the, the pseudo world and just kind of break mm-hmm. it down. And he does a really good job of, of, um, I guess like describing that stuff from a, in a way that is fun and entertaining too. I always, I yeah. need a little bit of like fun and entertainment. I, I like editing his podcast a lot. It's good. <laughs> Are we ever going to get more of historical yarns or is that show? Just, oh my God. <laughs> is that history? Uh, bear. Is it, is it, is, is the thread bear at this point? I mean, I totally would do it. I just, I lost my co-host, number one. She's just way too busy with kids. And she and I, her name's Heather, Heather Boyd. She and I had like such great chemistry. And I just can't think of anybody else who I would want to do that with. I mean, Chris and I, obviously we do our podcast together, The Archaeology Show. And like, we're great chatting together, but he doesn't know it. You don't know anything about yarn or fiber. You know what I tell you. And I don't really think you're that interested in learning about it either. So... (laughs) I know way more than I feel I should, but not enough to co-host the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we could take the teaching format where I teach you about things. But then again, I'm not really an expert either. I just enjoy it and I like to learn about mm-hmm. it. So I don't know. It's it's on hiatus for the moment. We'll see if I ever go back to it. I, w- I wanted to ask you guys. So we, we normally get stats from you every every month showing how well we did. Yeah, when I don't and- suck at that. Yeah, well, you only got like what 20, 20 podcasts, I mean, or whatever you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been really impressive the rise of the archaeology show. Like it, it is like it's like meteoric. Like, could you talk about what where that came from? And well, there's a clear from? reason why that's happened, Chris. Oh, did you want to you know share what that reason is? <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Uh, you know, I just decided to have a better personality, so I changed my entire being, and people really <laughs> latched onto that. Uh, it had nothing to do with Rachel joining the show, so yeah. Honestly, I think we just got more consistent with it. We got a more consistent format, and we started focusing on things that were happening in the news and kind of in pop culture too. And I think all of those things just helped us reach a larger audience, basically. 
The the crazy thing is, and it's a little bit of a lesson for people growing a podcast is we, we haven't done anything different with that show than any of the other shows. Right. We, we, we don't, we're shit at social media, just like we are with the, the whole APN, mm-hmm. right. We don't really even promote this show Fair. <laughs> uh, in, in any separate way from just stuff that's promoted on the APN. And I don't know. I think it just, like Rachel said, I think it just hit a, struck a chord. And when your audience starts sharing the episodes, which must be happening for growth, I, I, it's the only thing I can imagine, then, then that goes. The other thing that could be doing it is I intentionally named the show when I first started it and it had a very different format like five years ago. Um, I intentionally named it The Archaeology Show. So it could be incredibly searchable. And, you know, somebody types archaeology into a podcast player, it should show up right away. So I think that's probably helping, but it, it didn't help right away. We didn't have those kind of numbers when we first started the show when I was with April and then doing other things. But again, Rachel mentioned the consistency. We were just, we weren't we weren't doing it enough. And when we went, when we went to weekly and kept it that way, the numbers really started to climb. So whatever happened to the, I dig it podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering that myself. They went on hiatus. They said they were going to, cause they were two students and they were both, one was going to grad school and the other one, I'm not sure what she was doing. Oh, it must and have been then, hard to run a podcast while you're in graduate school. <laughs> You guys don't know anything about that, do you? Just curious. I was about to say that, but not facetiously. <laughs> <laughs> I just went through all of it. And Carlton is a freak, so I don't want to hear from you. I, How I many organizations are you? <laughs> Honestly, I think they just they just lost the feel for it, to be honest, and and you know just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, I don't think they're doing anything else. I think they were honest with me and that they just didn't want to do the podcast anymore because I they actually ghosted me completely, and I tried hit reaching out to them on Slack, and I eventually got them on their because I was on their Discord channel they had for the show, and that Discord just like keeps going. There's people there that are continuing to have discussions over there apparently and i don't even know if they're in it anymore but they started this thing for the show and then there's just people there and that's when i eventually got a hold of them and they're like yeah we're not gonna do it anymore it's like all right whatever it happens i mean podcasts are just a lot and i don't think you know how a lot it is until you do one and then it's a choice like do you want to keep doing this thing that takes up way more of your time than you ever thought it would and it's cool if you don't want to do it. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. And there's just, you know, so many. Like everyone and their uncle has a podcast now too. And my yeah. friends will be like, dude, I was listening to this podcast. You should check this one out, dude. Like every day. And I'm like, I can't physically listen to this many podcasts. <laughs> I, like it's just too much. I don't even listen to anything other than podcasts when I'm listening to things now. And I'm, st- I still can't get caught up on the ones that I, I yeah. want to listen to. So yeah, it's, it's almost overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, you know, to keep doing one. It, it, it's probably, especially when you're like just starting, it's probably a lot. Mm-hmm. Even if you're like two years in and decide to take like, you know, like a three two month hiatus, you know, it's, <laughs> it can be at the beginning, it can be in the middle, it can be at any point, yeah. you know? <laughs> and on that note, we'll return to episode 137 here for annual per and on that note we'll be right back with guests chris webster and rachel roden here on episode 137 of a life in ruins podcast welcome back to episode 137 of a life in ruins podcast we're getting roasted here by chris <laughs> webster and rachel roden our overlords of the apn we wanted to chat at least a little bit and talk about numbers like how many numbers numbers what what do they look like for us what is the trend? Are we going to go under? 
when do we get pulled? <laughs> right, right. Well, so keeping in mind that you guys were going through some changes, all of you, right? Uh, all three of you were going through some stuff in, what was that, September, I think it was? And we ran some reruns for a little while. It just, you know, it is what it is. But I've def- definitely done that before. And then the APN went through a whole project shutdown sort of time frame in October. I call it project shutdown because the company I work with, that's what they do right now. But anyway, we went through a little bit of a shutdown in October just to, to kind of reset and retool a little bit. So keeping all that in mind, you guys still had overall 14% growth this year over last year, which is great. It means your audience, the people listening to this are sharing the podcast and, you know, telling their friends about it and, and saying, Hey, go listen to this great show or at least sharing episodes or something like that on their social media. So that's really good. So looking at this overall in November, now we changed our hosting service here at the APN. You may have heard Zencaster ads in the first half of this year. We were in partnership with them and we still are. And we've basically moved everything from the hosting service we've had for the last four years over to Zencaster as they've developed their hosting service. And that's going to allow us to really hopefully elevate everybody in the coming year, especially starting in Q1 of 2023, as you're listening to this now. Looking at that, though, the last we have numbers for for our past hosting service was 4,831 downloads in November. Now, that's a little bit lower than the months for the rest of the year, but only because, again, we were coming off of no new shows in September and not really any new shows in in October either. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's kind of or I guess it was November that we shut down, wasn't it? Or was it October? No, it was October. Yeah. Yeah. So. So coming off of that, that's not bad. That's aud- that's good audience retention. Right. People were still at least you know, downloading the episodes and, and not leaving the show as as with subscribers. And uh, in this setup here, just from January to November, that's 60,000 downloads, just a shy of 60,000 downloads for the year, which means including the numbers from our new hosting service for December, you should be somewhere around 65,000 for the year. And just at the end of November, that was 14% growth over the previous year. And 14% is a lot. I mean, that's good. So, you know, if you keep jumping up like that, then it's, um, you know, it, it, it takes a long time in podcasting to, to do this. Unless you're already a celebrity, it takes a long time to, to gain new audience members every year and, and just bring those up to whatever numbers you're happy with, you know? So our new platform, the numbers may not matter as much. So, but we can talk about that. Sweet. And those numbers do not include people that download or listen to our show on the All Shows feed, correct? That is correct. Yeah. And again, that that may change, although that is a really logistically difficult problem to solve unless we just get rid of the all shows feed to all together. It's it's really hard to quantify what goes on to that feed. But like I said, we may be able to since we're since we're with Zencaster now and they're they're new in the dynamic ad insertion market, that's what we're that's why we moved over to them and that's that's what we're talking about here really is advertising. They're new in this whole thing. And because they're new and I got in on the ground floor with them, we're partners with them in this whole deal. We may actually be investing in Zencaster here shortly. You know, they're asking networks and podcasters to maybe invest in them to help them build out some more services, which is really cool. I just actually saw that email not too long ago. And because we're we're at this level, I'm hoping to have a little more flexibility. So one well, again, one of the reasons we moved over here is we really like Zencaster. Megaphone is what we were on. Megaphone was purchased by Spotify while we were part of this. And as everything else that's purchased by Spotify, I don't mind Spotify. You know, it's great. It, it is what it is. But they like to own everything. That's why they bought Joe Rogan. That's why they're buying other podcast networks. And when they bought Megaphone, 
to me, the writing was kind of on the wall for Megaphone. Like if you're not on Spotify exclusively, you may not be able to use Megaphone is is what people are thinking in the future. So so I was look shopping around anyway. And the way Zencaster is going to do stuff is they're going to have what they call programmatic advertising on your shows, which basically means they are seeking big advertising deals. So they'll, they'll take the guys that we can't possibly hit with our numbers individually, right? They'll take those big guys and those big guys are going to say, I want to buy a hundred thousand downloads of advertising on this show in a month, right? We can never land a client like that. You know, just, we don't just don't have the numbers, the per episode numbers, but us and 15 other podcasts might have those numbers, so they're going to be splitting all that up and divvying up the numbers and just giving the advertiser the downloads that they need, but spreading it across networks and other shows. We still get the same amount, right? Uh, as, as though we were doing it, but we get the amount corresponding to our downloads. So we will still be paid according to the numbers, but we don't have to search out any advertising. Of course, they take a cut for that. But if we can, if we can get this going and, and they can really keep it going, then that is going to change a lot of stuff here at the APN. You know, if we, if we can start paying for things like editing and social media and marketing and things like that, then we can start elevating all the podcasts through those efforts and, you know, bringing things up. Not only that, but continuing the efforts to monetize this for you guys a little bit. It's difficult when shows have three hosts because you got to split it three ways. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, either way, uh, you're not going to quit your day jobs for this show, probably ever, unless, you know, it gets like stupid big. But that's where we're at. So that's what we're kind of hoping for in 2023. I've had a lot of talks with the management and the leadership at Zencaster and the dynamic ad insertion and programmatic, programmatic ads should start in January. And that's when hopefully everything everything goes up. So where do we rank now? Because the, the dirt has also has left the APN. <laughs> That's so right. Now, where does that put ruins? Did we did we take the number two slot? Because it's, it's the archaeology right? show up there. Yeah, it should be. Should we're number be. 45 in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest so, ranking. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at Megaphone for the year, we were at around, by the end of November, we were at just over 900,000 downloads across the entire network, which is pretty great. And Woo-hoo. that was, yeah, that was approaching. I was hoping to hit a million downloads this year, but it doesn't look, it looks like we're going to be just shy of that by a few tens of thousands. And we probably would have hit it had we not shut down in October, to be honest with you. But that being said, that does put you guys into not including the network feed. Um, that puts you right behind the archaeology show. So the archaeology show had... Uh, 171,000 downloads in 2000 uh, up to November of 2022. And the Life and Ruins podcast was really close to that 171 with 59,000 downloads. So <laughs> you have just a smart ass, just a little ways to go. But that being said, too, the, the dirt was only at a 131. They were still 40,000 off of the archaeology show, too. Again, I have no idea why people like the archaeology show so much. It, it's got to be Rachel because I was doing it for three years before that and I did not have even close to those numbers. So it's just because I give you crap the entire episode. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Well, and here's the other contender you have. So the dirt left right as pseudo archaeology started gaining its audience back because the archaeological fantasy show. I almost started the archaeology show in response to the archaeological fantasy show because I was irritated that the show was always on top and it's about pseudo archaeology and it just like irritated me and I wanted to create a show that 
elevated and 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 jumped up in the numbers and i did but it really took the archaeological fantasy show going off the network for that to really happen because they she just got like massive numbers for that show and andrew is already up to right behind you guys and he kicked the show back off it it still consistently was getting downloads even without episodes for four years it was still consistently getting numbers and so with him only kicking it back off in i think june or so give or take may or june um, it had 28,000 downloads up through November of last year, which is about half what you guys have. So it's coming up there. You know, we'll see. See how it does. That that average is to almost like just shy of 5,000 downloads a month just from our show alone. Is it? Yeah. You're doing the yeah. math mm-hmm. with, with your hand right there? <laughs> I just, that's just on to me. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's yeah, that's five thousand downloads a month. I think <laughs> well, no, right, it, it yeah. looked like you had like a pen and paper and were like doing stats right there as you were. Talking. Oh yeah, it was. like doing I some had... long division. <laughs> yeah, I had it. I was taking notes. Did you do Bayesian? How did we get to it? No, I just, I just wrote down the numbers. It's the Adderall. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, I feel like I heard numbers and I was like, I should write these down, and that's what I did. Like, I have, I don't know why I'm gonna do. Yeah, just yeah, anyways. Real quick, one more stat I can give you guys, too. Your number one downloaded episode in 2022, again, up through November, was episode 105, the domestication. And uh, it says domestication and human brain size with Stefan Milo. And that was 1,342 downloads. And That was an excellent was episode, in, if I remember correctly. It was great. Yeah, yeah, I do remember yeah. that one. Um, April 25th, 2022 is when it was downloaded. Uh, or when it was created oh, and it's about it. 200 over the last one. So, yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good lesson, right? I mean, you probably always tell your guests to share out, but you guys, you guys interview a lot of people. I mean, not all the time, but you do interview a lot of people that do have their own followings on social media mm-hmm. and getting them to, you know, purposely share out and do stuff is, is one way to build an audience for sure. Yeah. yeah, and we've built a rapport with Stefan over over the years. Like he's yeah. always a blast to have on. I mean, same with like we have those targeted like when we need a fun time. It's you know we have we have mm-hmm. our our group, but you know part of part of me asking like our numbers and, and things like that. And then you mentioned like why the archaeology show is so popular. So like last week, out of curiosity, because I, I was thinking about our numbers and I was looking at the spreadsheet that I had from 2021. And we've mm-hmm. kind of remained around that same like 3,500 to 4,500 range. We haven't really mm-hmm. grown super much. Of course, that's what I thought. But you just said we had an 11% increase. Yeah, 14. So I just asked Reddit because like we've done this before where we'll ask our Instagram followers, like, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? But those that usually follow on Instagram are either there for the memes or they're our friends and they listen. So like we've gotten like <laughs> positive reinforcement where it's like, well, we enjoy your show. It's like talking to a friend. And mm-hmm. then so I asked Reddit. Out, you know, r slash archaeology on a whim, I was like, hey, I'm one of the hosts of A Life in Ruins. This is where we've been these past couple years. Like, what can, mm-hmm. like, do you guys have critical feedback to, like, make this show better if you listen and stop? And we, we got responses. Like, it got well-liked. <laughs> People, like, were pretty nice. Like, one person was like, no one wants to hear three guys talk, like, just hang out. And I'm like, okay, you, you're not listening to our show because that's... <laughs> okay, but There's always know. somebody who says that. Yeah, there's all, but <laughs> so everyone like, else was, like, pretty like, good. And, and, and yeah. folks were like, I stopped listening in March because I don't have an archaeology background. And so what it felt like to me was, like, hanging out with my part, like, my girlfriend's friends that I didn't know. That's yeah. how they yeah. felt. And that was the mm. consistent, like if they weren't students, like undergrads or graduate students within archaeology, they didn't feel 
they they were included. left out in the cold. They were like, I don't understand these references. Like, I don't understand this yeah. inside joke about this archaeologist. Oh. And that's where they talked. And someone mentioned the archaeology show specifically. Like, I still watch the archaeology show because they explain the topics. And like, I can, they, they're able to do that so I can understand as a layman and enjoy mm. the content. Mm-hmm. Whereas you guys, like, it just felt like a club. And so then we kind of started realizing on our feedback and our platform, like, yeah, that's kind of what we have developed is we didn't really make a show necessarily for everybody. It really became a show for early career archaeologists and students Mm -hmm. in particular, which makes sense with my graduate career. And then David and Connor Mm -hmm. graduating their master's just as we started. And that's who we kind of had on a lot of times. And uh, I don't think, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. I mean, you want to have a target audience. You want to have like a, Mm -hmm. a group of faithful people that are going to be coming back. And this, this generation, there are always going to be new archeologists who are looking to get in the field and, and that. And I think what we've, we've talked about is expanding that and having more different types of episodes. So where we take different approaches and, and just take something that's in the news and kind of, go over just the basics of it and talk about what's mm-hmm. going on, which is something mm-hmm. I think that the archaeology show is you guys are really good at is you bring that stuff to light and you have those conversations about stuff that's relevant yeah. and mm-hmm. it seems to work. It is uh, it, uh, real quick. It is important to think about your audience though, right? Like you have to create that, that avatar of the person who is listening to the show and, and what you want them to know and what their, what their knowledge level is to begin with. Right. Like I've never stressed about the numbers for the CRM archeology span podcast. We're about to hit 10 years of doing that show. We just recorded 255 to the 255th episode. And yet still our numbers are about the same. We get, you know, five to six or 700 downloads per episode, maybe two or 3000 a month or something like that. But that's like the size of the, people who listen to podcasts in CRM to begin with, you know, I, even with those numbers being, you know, relatively low, as far as a, a, a super niche podcast goes, there's still hardly anybody in CRM archaeology that I've talked to in the past that has not listened to or heard about the CRM archaeology podcast because we've been around for 10 years. And that's the whole goal of that show, right? The whole goal of that show is to present this information to that audience. And that's who we do it for. And we don't we don't feel the need to, to break down any terms or anything like that. And unless we're unless we're specifically, you know, defining something, but. I, I would say for your show, that is one piece of feedback I would give you is sometimes, unless it's your audience, sometimes you guys do get really technical on some things and get into some stuff academically that some people may be lost on. You know what I mean? Rachel? I think what I would say is... Wait, wait, wait. This I, is our show. We we decide who goes, Chris. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. I know, right? You totally did. <laughs> for, Rachel, for Rachel are, you go next. For those that are listening, there's a function on, on Zencaster where you can raise your hand if you want to speak next. And one, Rachel's the first time, is the first guest who's ever used that feature. And then like Chris was like, go ahead, Rachel. It's your turn. It's like, wait a minute. Your guest's here. But please, Rachel, sorry. It's a hard yeah. habit to break. Yeah, we use it all the time on our show when we have a guest. So <laughs> so I think what I would say about your show is that I actually always used to ask Chris to edit it. And I've kind of stopped doing that because I'm very slow at editing. And the more tracks you have, the longer it takes. So and Chris is just faster at it. But when I have the time to do it, I love to edit your guys' show because I'm listening as I'm editing. And I love the like camaraderie that you guys have because you're clearly buddies and you have been for a long time. And I know that you got some feedback that maybe people didn't like that as much. But that's honestly what I love about listening to your show. And the only thing I would say is 
I do have an archaeology background. So when you go into the weeds a little bit on things, I can mostly follow and keep up with it. Right. So I think the only the only feedback I would say is that just try to take that pause and explain things a little bit more. Ask your guests to explain whatever term they just used was that maybe isn't a layperson term. That that might be a way to engage people in the conversations and still keep who you are as a podcast, you know? Like you're still yeah. a niche topic and I think that's great and you guys are really good at it. So you shouldn't you shouldn't lose who you are as a podcast, but maybe just try to bring more people in with more explaining and slowing it down a little bit, you know? Chris? Yeah, I I did it. <laughs> Thank you. I did a uh, <laughs> my hand was my head was clearly raised. I um the one of the episodes I did as you're listening if you're listening to this in real time it was a few weeks ago, episode 198 of the <sighs> and then from a year ago from someone who just hit the J F uh D F G H J K keys on their keyboard. That's their name. Uh, one star said would not recommend is the title and only listen to the first 15 minutes. A lot of misinformation. <laughs> oh, hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the business of sharing misinformation at the archaeology show. So <laughs> I think yeah. it's the network as a whole, isn't that the our mission statement? <laughs> right, right. right. Only fake archaeology here. <laughs> No, no, no. This, this next, the title of this next review is the mission statement of the uh, Archaeology Podcast Network. The title is Wikipedia of Archaeology. And they, they really just, I can't even read this whole thing. It's like four paragraphs and there's three outlined examples of why we suck and they really go into it. So uh, if you want to see that, just go to the, it's a, again, another one from May, May 27th, 2022. We pissed off a lot of people in May, apparently. Yeah, what did so, you guys say okay. in May? Started I don't know. Just didn't know how, so they took it out on you. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. We only have, we only have about twelve written reviews, um, eleven or so, but we do have sixty-two ratings overall, and we're at a four point one out of five. Which for podcasting, uh, I'll call that a win. You know what I mean? Oh no, I feel like we should work on getting that up. That feels a little low to me, but. I was always the kid that went for an A in class, so mm, yeah, I hear you. We don't really. We don't really promote that out. I mean, we're nowhere close to you guys as far as yeah. as far as Actually, um, hold on Apple podcast ratings go. Let, let me finish this real quick. You guys are at a 4.8 out of five with 109 yeah. ratings because at the end of every one of your shows, I mean, it's in our outro, but nobody listens to the outro. But at the end of every one of your <laughs> shows, you guys are like, please rate yes. and review our podcast. And that, that really helps, you know, to get I was, was going to ask, because like, I know you guys say that at the end of every show, do you actually, you must actually get people who truly listen to you and go do it because much well, to the behest of Carlson. <laughs> yeah. I promised sending out stickers and shirts and it, it worked. So God, he did that oh, without so permission. <laughs> he like just said, yeah, we'll send you a sticker. And me and Connor like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're going to send you stickers. stickers. <laughs> so now I have, I have, a, I have a list of people in e and mailing like in January. I have, I have to actually, we have our come up where I have to send out a bunch of stickers. You have to do it. Do you just yeah. like keep a running list and then do it yeah, like every... I have, a, I have a spreadsheet. And oh, so no, wow. I've never sent them Apple. before. Like Con okay. David promised this over a year ago. And I was finally like, <laughs> that's why it's in our show notes now. Like if if David promised you a sticker, you <laughs> have to... Step part two is to email uh -huh. us your address. Like there's, there's a catch <laughs> to this exclusive giveaway of like, you have to tell us. Yeah. Because he was like, yeah, leave a review. We'll find you. Like we'll <laughs> Google your name. Like he was like, there was no way that we could find their mailing address from a review like there was just it oh my was, god yeah. that's hilarious I, I do love that it was like David put it out and then it became Carlton's problem and yeah. Connor's yeah. sitting here in the corner like 
Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you know why Chris doesn't mail anything out to people that subscribe to APN anymore. Like, no. as much as we love people who subscribe to the network and really appreciate the donation and everything, it is such a pain in the ass to mail anything to anybody ever. It's just, it just is. It just is. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say if uh, you guys have a lot more written reviews than we do and you only have mm-hmm. one star, the others are five. So, and the one star is from two years ago. I think we may have even talked about it last year. It just says awful. Less reminiscing <laughs> about the good old days, more talking about actual subject matter. So, yeah. I was going to bring um, that up. So, do you want to, I'll read the, the roast from Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has Boaz in his name, which is interesting. But it's spelled with a Z, so he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. Maybe it's just his name. <laughs> he's like the he's like the long yeah whatever. Uh, people are sick of hearing a group of dudes sit around hanging out. As a format, it was refreshing for a few years, but at this point, there must be millions of hours of professional hangout sessions, more writing and production, and a focus on scientific communication could help your show thrive. So it's start. It's, there you go. Is that a roast or is that just like a good critique? <laughs> I, I mean, like there's some nuggets in there that are probably worth yeah. listening to. Maybe you could have been nicer, presented more nicely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, can you check your reviews one more time? Yeah. Let me. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I <don't> know. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know how quickly they take Off to flip. update. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we get like the... Sweden is like one of our top consumers of this podcast. You should never have told me I have these tools now because now I'm just like (laughs) staring at a map. Like I didn't know people in Kazakhstan had iPhones and like looking at downloads there. Is it just because Swedish people like love to learn? Is that like part of the culture and they're always listening to learning podcasts? Or is is it because we butchered uh, the Norwegians? No, she's Danish. Or first so off, Maria Sletterud. Aren't they like Danish. rivals? <laughs> I they don't, they don't, I don't know. They're right? And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> you guys are alienating every single one of your yeah, Swedish listeners right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> we love your chocolate. No, wait, that's Switzerland. Damn it. <laughs> meatballs. Hey. We love your meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> we love your IKEA. We love your Swedish. Thanks, IKEA. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's oh, Finland. Man. Are we still running on the joke of making fun of Sweden? Okay. I'll read the review. So how much of that should I cut out? Support. Just let me know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it run. Um, let it run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Connor, you'll have to read the review. I don't think they update that quickly. I just put too much archaeology. <laughs> too much archaeology. Five, five stars, too much archaeology. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. How did your guys's review uh you guys did a did an episode review of hand of graham of uh graham, graham cock, cock right graham cock graham cock, <laughs> graham cock. <laughs> uh yeah how did, I don't know. How did I that can't, one do chris i can't actually look at the numbers because carlton's oh, in there and we're recording so carlton can look <laughs> oh. at the numbers for me i'm going in. i don't want to log in and wreck everything <laughs> wait you published that one on zencaster or was that in megaphone oh still? that was that wasn't too long ago i would assume it was zencaster maybe it wasn't I don't These know. We've gotten to a point where we're we are recording like two days before we release, so like I don't Ooh, even know. I don't even know yeah. when we recorded it. It's at uh, one point two thousand, but that came out twenty two days ago, so a little over mm. the the switch. Okay. Um, 
Because I know to like we were trying to get on that, and it took us forever to wrangle Tune and 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 Shane in, yeah. which is why we skipped ahead to like episode six. So we saw a lot of you guys were like reviewing episodes one and two, and we we're like, well, mm-hmm. there's an episode on Mississippians. We have two southeastern yeah. paleoarchaeologists in here. Like we, this is our bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it, it was too much for one episode because we did watch the whole series, and then we were trying to talk about. But you can't talk about every episode if you just do it in one episode. So, but I think the gist of it was this is trash. Do your own research. Don't mm. believe it. Was, <laughs> but we tried to say it in like a nicer way because I think we probably do have a lot of listeners that could veer towards the pseudo arc side without some guidance. So, whenever we're talking about stuff like that, we try to do it in a way that isn't just say nasty things about Graham Hancock. We try to, I don't know, be a little nicer about it at least. We do need you guys to edit out that, how we refer to the, that one poor man, because he, he's, as David said, like there is no justification for why we (laughs) gave him that It was literally just based on his appearance. And I feel, I like woke up, felt terrible about it. (laughs) (laughs) You may be, he was there. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And well, I don't want to get into Graham Hancock, Graham Cock, but um, oh yeah, can we can we yeah. talk about what what what's coming up for the APN and Cultura yeah. and yeah. all that kind of stuff? So I would say probably probably the biggest like production news about stuff that we're doing is is the cultural share events that we're calling them. We don't really have a good name for it, but I don't want to call it conferences. And we're just kind of iterating on that a little bit. But we had our first one in November. Just under a hundred people signed up. I think. Throughout the time, it was about, it ended up being about four hours long because we have, we actually have well, a little over three hours long. We have on the platform that we use, it's two hour chunks of time that you can actually put up. And then you have to start another session basically, but it's fluid. It brings everybody into the next one. So we had the full first two hours and then another like hour and a half. But the format was, again, Matilda Siebrecht from the Tea Break Time Travel Show. She organized it and she brought in... Uh, three different people. And I don't know if she actually intended this, but I saw the subject matter and I titled it Ancient Crafts as like a theme. Actually, Aaron Dieterwolf, who haven't you guys had him on your show? Yeah. Dita. Episode yeah, seven. He, yeah. Okay. And so he was on and then two other people that she knows over in the UK or at least is aware of doing various things. But basically the format was really cool. So I, I started the uh, event as the, the guy who was running the stuff on the background. And I just basically introduced her. She was basically the MC. She would bring on the first guest, I guess you would call it. And she, they basically did like a mini podcast interview for like 15, 20 minutes. And then they had a presentation that they shared their screen on for maybe 10 minutes. It was a really short presentation. And then there was another, you know, about 15, 20 minutes of question and answer that Matilda had some questions. And then we also have the ability to take in questions from the people in the chat. And uh, it's the same format we used for you guys' live episode um, earlier this year. So, so that went really well. And we did all three guests back to back. And and then I came in for the for the next half of it, basically. Matilda threw it back to me, and I essentially just had a chat with all three of them. It was me and, and the other three on the screen at the same time, and then they got a chance to talk to each other about their individual things and where they you know where they overlap, and they had questions for each other, which was really cool. And it's just really kind of like continuing the conversation. So 
we're hoping to do these. Well, I mean, if I'm being honest, I want to do them monthly at the very least, but we're starting them quarterly and the next one's in February. Yeah. Matilda's got the plans for that one already. And I've got some ideas for the next two after that. But if anybody listening to this or even you guys, what her plan is, is to come up with a date and the platform and all that. And then she's emceeing the event, but we want to find like an anchor person that has a, a knowledge of a, a particular subject and then has colleagues that they can reach out to in that subject. So we bring three people in that are in, you know, similar fields and, uh, or it's the same subject matter, for example, like Plains archeology, span for example, something along those lines, and then just have a, have a really cool, you know, dialogue about it and not do a presentation. I mean, partially a kind of a presentation, but really more of a half interview, half presentation with a lot of interaction from the audience and, and the people that are listening. So, and those are free, of course, uh, if you attend on the day. And then if you want to see the recording and post, you have to be a member and it's on your member pages to see um, any of the past recordings. And those will be up there at all times. So that's what we've got coming up for Culturo at the very least. And again, who knows what else is going to happen in 2023 with this whole advertising thing from Zencaster? Because if it really, if it blows up the way they think it's going to blow up, they're being they're being very sure of themselves, and and I understand that from a business perspective. But if it even goes half of what they say, I should be able to do the one thing that takes all of my time for the APN. I probably spend 20 to 30 hours a week editing on top of everything else I do, my normal job and all that other stuff. So if I can just hire a professional editor to just take all this off my plate and and do it as a job. I mean, it's going to be a full-time job for somebody. That's what I need to do. And uh, if we can do that, then the door is going to be blown wide open for the other stuff we can do because I'll have time and we can plan stuff and organize and do things. Right now, I'm just kind of, I always feel like I'm just trying to keep my head above water with just producing the podcast and, and keeping content coming out. And there's so many other things we want to do from even just keeping up on social media and the newsletter and other little things and just stuff that keeps us, you know, in, in people's minds. And there's just never any time to do that. You're always just like, there's an episode due out tomorrow. There's an episode due out tomorrow. There's an episode due out tomorrow. So it's a lot, but that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping this is the year that we can financially get together and start really focusing on more content creation and uh, production value. So I've said that for the last like five years in a row though. So go ahead. One day, one day you'll be, you'll be Sounds telling the really truth. Familiar. Yes. <laughs> for people who don't, oh, wait, what about on. a live episode at SAAs when you have a majority of listeners present? So I have done, I have done live episodes at the SAAs. It, it, it was a, uh, which one was that? San Francisco. It was a while back. We heavily promoted it. I don't know which one it was. It may have been. We we heavily promoted it because a lot of us from the CRM Arc podcast were going to be at one of the SAAs. So it was me and Bill and Stephen Wagner. Um, I think Doug was there. I can't remember who else was there. But we, the only way we could actually officially do it at the SAAs was to submit a panel presentation. And so we, we didn't even call it like a live podcast recording. We were promoting it as such, but in the program, it was a panel discussion about CRM archaeology or some stupid thing. And it was, I mean, there was a few people that attended it. I wouldn't say the room was full, but it was, it oh, was unfortunate it was, because of, it was pretty good. 
it was all right. I, I wish it was better because there were 4,000 people there. And I feel like we could have just filled up the room if the SAA would have allowed us to do something like that in a more official capacity. So I am all for a live recording at the SAAs, but organizing it, figuring out where you're going to do it, securing the internet and the location is all logis- logistical challenges. Now, if you're not streaming it, that's one thing. If you're just recording it on site, then you just need microphones and the gear. But aside from that, yeah, uh, I'm all I'm all for live conference streaming. Yeah, I was thinking at like a bar somewhere, like after SA conference hours, when That'd people would actually mm-hmm. go to something like that. Like 11 p.m. when things get real spicy. I was thinking like, yeah, no, like maybe like <laughs> six before things get like wild and a bar doesn't want a group of people. Yeah, I don't know. Podcast, like, oh, another third podcast today at the bar. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'd also love to do one where like people can like call in and ask questions. Mm-hmm. I've like been looking into how to do that, but it seems like a lot of work. But I mean, I know I got a lot of people that would probably want to call in and ask. Yeah, so one of the one of the downsides to going to the the Zencaster platform a few years ago was that it only works on Chrome, and and it only works on desktop, right? It doesn't work on mobile, and it has to do with the way the audio files are stored in the browser. The mobile devices don't allow that to happen, so their fundamental code base is off and and can be used for that way. But they did tell me. Um, And I don't know where it is on the roadmap. I think it's next year sometime, but they did say they're coming out with an app that would be for Android and iOS to essentially allow people to call in. You would essentially call in on the app. You wouldn't call in on a phone call. You would call in on the app, you know, because right now the way you'd have to do it is there's external gear you have to get where you basically plug in your iPhone or Android phone into the bottom of it, you make the call and it comes through a mixer and then comes into another computer that's probably running another line into Zencaster. And it's, it's a lot and it's complicated. It could be done, but it's, it's a lot, but yeah, they're, they're trying to try to do something a little more formally like that, where you can, you can actually call in. So I don't know, maybe that'll come down the line unless you can figure out another way to do it. I haven't really spent a lot of brain power on it. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely be talk about it and um you know as this episode's ending uh, every year like we do we want to thank both of you um for dealing with our shit and yeah. <laughs> editing out the most ridiculous things and adding uh lord of the rings speeches and you know all the stuff that you do we really appreciate that and the uh, the production editing being on our plate allows us to do more so thank you both for that are you guys yeah. surprised at like how okay our podcast has become i would say it's better than okay i mean mean, you guys are really great i mean dial it back (laughs) like three years ago and i pitched this idea Mm -hmm. did yeah were we were you guys expecting us being the number pretty much the number three spot spot you know the the dirt (laughs) hasn't been gone that long but (laughs) consistently we've been up up there since and uh for like a year or two now you know I didn't know what to expect right off the bat because I didn't I didn't really know you guys. I, I the only thing I knew about you, Carlton, was the episode you did with Jessica and Heritage Voices. So, you know, I didn't really know what to expect, but I was very hopeful because I've always wanted. You know, when I heard there were three three guys coming on to to host a show and they're friends, they've you know they're all, all archaeologists. They've worked together at various times. You know, just that interaction. I was hoping for something that was going to be, you know, not only informative, like our show should be, but also entertaining as well. And you guys certainly brought the, uh, the, 
entertainment value to the APN that was lacking before that. And I, I definitely appreciate that. So it, this, this shouldn't be a, archaeology shouldn't be just a stuffy old topic, you know, that, that takes place behind, you know, at the SAAs in a room with four people listening to your presentation. It should be fun and entertaining and, and everybody should have a good time listening to it. So I appreciate you guys bringing that to the network. For yeah. sure. Well, I appreciate you guys. I know how hard editing is and like <laughs> realizing you put 30 to 23 hours of it on top of your actual job is that's taxing for both of you. So, and also yeah. every cut that, cut that, cut that we have only adds to that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It's fun. Please be sure to rate and review uh, both of our podcasts. And if you haven't listened to <laughs> the uh, archaeology show, you should check it out. Give them a, you know, their fourth rating. That would be great. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys rate and review the archaeology show, Chris Webster will send you a sticker in the mail. Oh my god! Hey, we actually you have some. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a sticker. If you email Carlton and tell him that you rated our podcast and tell him you want a TAS sticker, he'll make sure you get one. There we go. That's yeah. right. Email. Send Carlton yeah. your address. Yes. <laughs> and make sure and check out all the links at the at the bottom of the the show description. It has links to the Cultura website, etc. Make sure and click those and check out any new events that are going to be coming up. There you go. And as always, if you're listening to our show on the All Shows feed, please, please, please consider downloading and subscribing to our visual podcast. It allows us to get numbers specific to our shows, so we may one day have sponsors and advertisers and uh but now i guess that now that i know like i can just i have <laughs> access and power to knowing how many downloads i have at, at any given time mm-hmm. i don't know we'll we'll see unleash the beast i don't know if i told the both of you but i almost got dude wipes uh, I, I messaged them and i was like hey we like love your like I, I love your stuff i use it all the time and then also like archaeologists get filthy at the field and they were like, I sent them like the APN website and like how to contact you guys and everything. And like, that sounds great. We'll reach out. And then they just sent me a free box of dude wipes and I haven't heard back. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys do it, you'll get a free box of dude wipes. So. Well, there you go. Maybe we should do it too then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, and with that, we are out. Thanks for listening to a Life in Ruins podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a Life in Ruins podcast. And you can also email us at a Life in Ruins podcast at gmail.com. And remember, make sure to bring your archaeologists in from the cold and feed them beer. Connor, I think it's that time for your your great joke. He says with all the sarcasm dripping out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these last ones have been really good. They're good. Uh, they've been some. <laughs> uh, okay. Did you, go, did you guys hear about the guy who got hit in the head with a soda? Hmm. Well, he's lucky it was a soft drink. God damn it. Ooh. Oh, my God. All right. So bad. <laughs> uh, I need a groan. All right. Thanks, Connor. <laughs>This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, 
DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network, and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.